Hello everyone, my name is Lia Pambewe and welcome to My World Podcast. Earn up to 50% per annum in interest when you invest with Premier Credit. Visit www.premiercredit.co.zm to start investing today. So entrepreneurship has always been referred to as the backbone of every society, Zambia included. In Zambia, you'll be surprised to know that the current unemployment rate is currently sitting at 13%. But also something to note is we do have research that suggests that of that statistic, we also have about 1.02 million micro and small entrepreneurs, informal entrepreneurs that have not really been recorded as part of the GDP. But furthermore, we have formal 30,000 MSMEs right here in Zambia. And of those, 90% of Zambians are employed by them. What a statistic. But one thing that also that we need to note is we have key stakeholders, government included, that are pushing the agenda of entrepreneurship in Zambia. Away from that, we're looking at individuals that single-handedly want to see a revolution when it comes to entrepreneurship in Zambia. And we have one person, one person, and I know they've come to mind as we have a chat today that actually goes by the name, literally, the radical entrepreneur. Yeah, we have Dumisani Nkube. Did I get it right? Nkube. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get it right as we go. <laughs> better with the sweet in the mouth. Yeah, okay. I think it works out better that way. Yes, yeah. I'll get it right. I'll get it right. We'll try again. We'll try again. <laughs> so, Dumisani CEO. Uh, D.O.N. Uh, Institute and also a renowned global speaker. You've heard him speak. I'm sure we've all heard you speak. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for joining us on my work podcast. The pleasure is mine. Glad to be here. Glad to, Glad be, to be here. Be here. And awesome. one of the things you're doing. You know? Thank you. Oh, I your works, huh? Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> Thank you so much. I know you're a busy person and for us to get you here was, it's a privilege. Let's, let's put it that way. I love your cause and yeah. it is my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So we'll get into the serious stuff to talk about entrepreneurship, uh, some of the works that you are doing that you have done in the past. But before we jump into it, I want to know who Dumisani is. Oh, okay. I've seen on your social media, we are all giving you pressure about a topic that I want to stay away from. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll bring it up at the end of this conversation. Best believe I'm one of those people. Yeah. But I'm going to uh, ask you a few questions mm -hmm. that I want you to answer without thinking twice. You're going to give me an answer right at the top of your head. Three oh, okay. seconds, max. Mm, okay. okay. Yes. So the first question is, what is the most played song on your playlist? Try again, Shakira. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Well, you listen to the lyrics? <laughs> no. Yeah, you should. You should. You should. You should. Yeah. Oh wow! As an entrepreneur. Yeah. Ah, you love it. And and I think it speaks then to failure because of the title. Try again. Yes. 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 Mm. Yes. 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 Oh, try everything. Not try again. Try everything. Try everything. Yeah. Okay. I think it talks about uh, you know you can go down you know mm. you rise um, you know beds. It says so much, like you can't learn without failing. Okay. Uh, so it's a very interesting song, actually. Okay, I would perfect. encourage you to listen to it. Try everything, Shakira. Yes. yes Next yes. on my playlist. Are you a morning person or a late night person? Morning person. Morning person. I do know you wake up at 4 a.m. You've mentioned this yes. before. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. What's something that everyone else seems to love that you don't understand? Soccer. No. 
Yeah, soccer. Okay, I mean, guys, uh, I think we need to cut because <laughs> I can't have him here. Listen, I'm a soccer person. How do you not understand soccer? I've tried to follow that thing. Uh, well, I, I, I don't. I don't just <laughs> seem to understand thing? it. Oh shit! Um, and it's and it's quite interesting. It is. I love how people love it. Yes. Uh, but you just don't get I it. I just find it fascinating. You know, just the whole arrangement of 22 adults chasing packets there for 90 minutes. You know, there's, there's just something interesting. And people are diehard. Yeah, no, I'm a Liverpool fan. Do you know how hard, how, how hard this season has been for us? But, listen, 7-0 the other day when we yeah, beat I, Manchester I saw, United, that, that was me going to sleep a happy person. I hear people talk about it yeah. and I see their posts yeah. all the time. Yes. But uh, it's just not me there. sitting and watching. Yeah. But I did watch though yeah. in 2012 um, wow. when Zambia won the, uh, the World Cup. It so you're the... patriotic? Yes, of, yeah. of course, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, so I did watch the last four games. Yeah. Uh, and that was the last oh, I ever did watch. So you I hear there's what? the World Cup. Mm -hmm. Well, I would know. You, so you didn't even want to travel to Qatar for the World Cup? No, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, shit. No, 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 no. Um, I'm not really sorry. You know, I'll be praying for you. <laughs> I will. I promise you. What makes you laugh? What is that one thing that you're guaranteed will make you laugh? Exceptional intelligence. Really? Exceptional intelligence. Yeah. Now, I can explain it this way. Mm -hmm. I'm fascinated with um, exceptional intelligence. Okay. Even jokes. Yes. Jokes that are intelligently put, um, wow. those fascinate me. And I'm fascinated when one is sharp, yes. intelligent, and, and puts things in an intelligent way. Yeah. That fascinates You must be a tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> you must be a very tough crowd. Yeah. My God. Wow. What's your first memory as a child? What's the one thing that as far back as you can remember? Wow, as a child. Mm. Okay. So, I remember imitating a certain uncle oh, wow. who used to stammer. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, yeah, so I was imitating him. Yes. Then stammering got onto me. You know, God so works in mysterious ways. <laughs> so, I got whipped uh, to stop imitating. But by then, it had got. Because to me, mm -hmm. I found it very interesting because it seemed unique. Wow. He seemed to be repeating words and yeah. So I <laughs> I thought of imitating that because yes. of his uniqueness. Uh -huh. Then it got on to me. Yes. Now mom was whipping me yes. to stop that, but by then it had become part of me. <laughs> so, and I struggled with that thing up to the time I was around maybe 18. Are yeah. you serious? Yes. I, the time I wanted to stop, yes. I couldn't stop. Oh, it had shame. really become part of me. Oh yeah. My so God. I think that's one crazy thing. Um, I don't know how I got there. Yeah. Yeah, but you I, got there. You found yourself there. I found myself there. Jesus. I you know what? You should have a conversation <laughs> with your children and say, look, there are certain things I don't expect you to do. Do not do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, the final question. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Your favorite. Top of the list. Excuses expire. Ooh. Yeah. Excuses expire. Excuses expire, mm -hmm. um, and that's something that I've really held on to. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that each and every excuse does expire. Yeah. So when I find myself in situations where I, where I would want to cry foul and blame others for my failure and blame others for the way things are, mm -hmm. I've come to realize, and based on that advice, that indeed every excuse expires. So oh, from wow. that, 
I have held on to that and I have learned to own up and man up. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? I'll allow for that to sink in because that's as powerful as it gets. Every yeah. single excuse does expire. Wow. Mm -hmm. Avery. And mm. I mean Avery excuse. Yeah. I mean, and I like saying this, you see, I sympathize with one mm -hmm. who is an orphan. You yeah. see, if your parents died when you were young and life has been tough and yeah. whatnot, you have every reason to cry foul. Mm -hmm. But even as authentic as that could be, yeah. that excuse is going to expire. You can't be 40 years old and keep saying I'm an orphan. Ooh. That excuse would have expired. Even when we are hit by circumstances that we are so real, like COVID, you know, yeah. 2020, 20, life was so tough. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you'd be a very small fool to still stand and say, you see, because of COVID. You In see, 2023. Still, you yeah. know, why? Because even that would have expired. But was that a real reason for you to cry foul? Yeah. It was. It was. But it has expired. Mm. Not even the excuse of the economy holds forever. It expires. It is like your grandfather saying, you see, <laughs> Me, I'm this poor because the economy of Zambia in 1972, <laughs> uh, you should have been there. Uh, I hear yeah, you. But in your kindness, you yeah. may not respond to your grandfather, but in your heart, you would say, you know, grandpa, if you have nothing to say, I mean, you keep quiet. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because every excuse expires. Does expire. It does expire. You know, I, I think I'll take that with. I have, I have a different notion to it, but I think it, 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 it runs the same way. This is my work podcast. We talk about money in, ho in all different forms. Um, what I know is it's either you make money or you make excuses, but you can't make both. Oh, interesting. So it's either you go ahead and you make money or you're going to sit down and make excuses. But where there's money making, there's no room for excuses. And oh. hence, we can finish up with every excuse does expire. And oh, I'll yeah. take that with. I'll run with that. Yeah. Dumisani, you are described as the radical entrepreneur. We know that. We even I, I'm sure there are quite a number of people that might not even know your name, but they know you as a radical entrepreneur yeah. and your works do speak for you. We'll get into your works a bit uh, later, but what makes you so passionate about entrepreneurship and where did it stem from? Okay, well, I shouldn't care to begin with that. Um, I had no intentions of being a public figure, being a public speaker or talk about entrepreneurship. I had no intentions. I was one of those guys who would then stand and say, no, no. Uh, you know, money, uh, you know, people with notes um, yeah. don't make noise. You see, notes don't make noise. Yes, coins, coins are the ones that make, make noise. noise. Yeah. So I believed in that. Yeah. So I, I I had a break quite early. You know, yeah. when I was 20, you know, we, we were running a software company to other friends, yeah. which then gave me a break. And by the time I was 22, I was doing pretty well. You yes. know, I actually owned these. Uh, 30 ton trucks, what we tend to call truck and trailers, and people couldn't believe that such a young person could actually own such. Um, now, where did this whole thing come from? Yes. Of me trying to push the agenda of entrepreneurship, encouraging people to become entrepreneurs. It has been pushed by two things. Two things. So the first one, when I was 22, 23, when I had the same trucks, mm -hmm. um, I was then called well, pe uh, people could, uh, couldn't understand how a village, you know, a guy who is coming from the village, yes. you know, from a very poor background, mm -hmm. could then amount to such yeah. at such a young age. So then I was called a Satanist. Yeah. Very as crude as Africans, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Satanist. Mm. I know, I know this guy. Mm. There is just no way. <laughs> there are people who've gone to school. But listen, yeah. how could he mm. afford to buy trucks yes. at such a young age. Mm. There must be something fishy. So I was called that. 
Now that was so painful, yeah, but you yeah. know, it was so painful such that at some point I felt it is better for me to stop working, um, get poor, than be accepted by my society. Yeah. That is how painful it was. Uh, so that is one end, you know, mm -hmm. being called a Satanist. Then the other end um, was when I visited France, you know, and I've shared this story before. Mm -hmm. I visited France, Charles de Gaulle Airport. Yeah. Get, getting that side, um, when, uh, when I was at the airport, the immigration lady questions me, um, uh, where are you from? Mm -hmm. uh, so I said, Zambia, what are you here for? Here for a business meeting. Yeah. Uh, from which company? I said, DLN Technologies. Who, who are you that said? I said, I'm the CEO. Then this lady um, looked at me with suspicion. Yeah. Uh, then she had all these many questions. Um, where's the invitation letter? I showed her. Um, where's the insurance cover? And all these many other questions. Mm -hmm. And I showed her. Then she asked for my bank statements. And then I told her, well, I, I do not have the bank statements. I saw no need to move around with the bank statements. Yes. So she was adamant. Mm -hmm. Then she laid me in the hands of the supervisor. Mm -hmm. So they spoke in French, then the yeah. supervisor asked for the same things. Uh, so where are the bank statements? Mm -hmm. Then I told the supervisor, so you see, when you are um, at a university, you have an identity card yes. and a student number. Yes. As you enter the lecture room, it is unreasonable for the lecturer to ask you for your grade 12 results, for yes. your acceptance letter yes. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Why? Because by virtue of you having a student card and a student number, you it shows that you submitted it. Yeah. Yes. So now you look at my passport. I have the visa there. Mm -hmm. Before being given that visa, I passed through that process. Yes. I was interviewed. I submitted all that. So I still don't need to move around with it. Mm -hmm. then, this, then this supervisor says, no, well, we can't take you in. We are putting you in the next available flight to Zambia. Then I said, well, that is deporting me. Then he says, well, we are not deporting you, we, we are just sending you back. Then, in my mind then, uh, what hit me was, this is how Zambians and indeed Africans are ill-treated. Yeah. Then I said, well, we are going to court. Uh, then I really didn't know how it works. Mm -hmm. It was one of those threats that you give, like, yes. oh, I'll sue you, you know, <laughs> when you don't even know yeah. how to sue. Yeah. Uh, but lucky enough, they have a very interesting system. So we entered court papers yeah. and I was set to appear in court, uh, you know, on the third day. Yeah. But since I was at the terminal, you know, at the airport, I could not be kept there up to the third day. Yes. So I had to be taken to the Red Cross Center. So I was put in a police vehicle. The guys in the vehicle, you know, with guns. Yeah. One vehicle in front, one vehicle behind, and sirens are on. That's that's how I got to the uh, to the center. They got my laptop, my phone, and I was locked in. First time in my life being locked in. Oh wow. Third day, uh, I was then taken to the courts. Mm -hmm. First time appearing in court, and. By then, I had received an email of the bank statement. Yes. Uh, so then the judge looked at the at my passport and she said, "Oh, he has an authentic visa. Yes. One. Then uh -huh. two. Looking at the bank statements, the the kind of money that he makes in his country may not possibly make it here. Yes. So that's how I was. So he has no motivation <laughs> to stay here. So that's how I was released by the courts. Oh my God. Yes. You so. need to get in touch with that judge. That yeah, was a well, very I good judgment. Yes, that was a very good judgment. Yeah. So if you looked at my passport, the first yeah. time I entered France. It was not stamped. Yeah. But unfortunately, by that time, the meeting had gone for that side yes. had already passed. So yes. I'm being released into into uh, into Paris. Yeah. The people I, I was supposed to meet with are flying out of Paris. Oh shit. Yeah. But one thought hit my mind. The time I was at the airport, people who came from well-to-do countries, mm -hmm. no questions, stamp in, mm -hmm. no questions. But because I come from a third-world country, yes. I had to be subjected to that. Uh, mm -hmm. So because of that experience, I purposed in my heart that 
being successful alone is not enough. We need a number of us to be successful. Yeah. And that's where all this passion emanates from. Because we need to realize that a poor country is a collection of poor citizens. Mm. So if a number of us became successful, we'll be respected out there. Being successful alone, you won't be respected out there. Mm. So two things. Being called a Satanist when I was young. Yes. And being subjected to that when I was France. Those two pushed me passionately yeah. to see many more people become successful. Wow. Yeah. Because, well, by the way, yes. yeah. if a number of us were successful, mm -hmm. do you realize that I wouldn't have been called a Satanist then? No. Yeah, yeah. Because, because success would have become normal. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. But because success is not normal, I had to be called that. Yes. The number two, if Zambia was so successful, do you realize that I wouldn't be sus I wouldn't be subjected to some of those treatments, treatments yes, yes. Mm. in some of these countries? Mm. And a number of Zambians wouldn't be subjected to that. Yes. We are subjected to that because a number of us are poor. That's so right. how about if a number of us became successful? Well, then be respected. Mm. So that is where the passion is. And that's where I it hear lies. you. I hear yeah. you. And we have like tiny countries in the world like Mota, where people are respected. You might not even know where Mota is, but because no. it's it's like it's like a tax heaven it's like a financial kind of country and it has like a very small population in it so yeah. i don't think anyone from Mota will ever be questioned why because it has a sm small number of people yeah. and ev almost everything that's like a hundred percent of employment in Mota. do you know that, no, I didn't like know that. every single person who uh, is part of the adult population in Mota is actually employed the yeah. only ones that are not employed are either um, younger or post-retired or they just don't want mm, interesting now interesting. imagine interesting. imagine a country like Mota, and we have people like you hopefully we will have that kind of revolution coming our way what is your personal definition of entrepreneurship you have this 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 agenda that you drive i don't want to hear like the the dictionary the oxford definition of it i want the dumisani definition of entrepreneurship the ability to take a risk with the hope of making a profit. It's as simple mm. as that. Yeah. So if you looked at um, my journey through, yeah. I've had this insane um, um, appetite for risk. Yeah. And I would take on risk yes. with the hope of making a profit. Yes. So uh, if I was to um, give two words that one should um, underline, mm -hmm. it's risk and profit. Just these two. Okay. Yeah. So that's my personal definition. So uh, I, there's this adage, and I think I've heard it time and again, about how entrepreneurs need to have like a sprinkle of insanity to actually go ahead and take up the mantle of finding solutions in, in different industries, in different markets and whatnot. Is that then the risk that you're referring to? Certainly. You see, for you to do exceptional things, mm -hmm. your reasoning must be exceptional. Yeah. The kind of risk you take must be exceptional. I shouldn't care that life generally is a is a risk. Yes. Uh, by virtue of you, you know, leaving home, coming here, mm. it's already a, a risk because yeah. you know there could be an accident. Mm. There could be, anything can happen along the way. Yeah. In fact, drinking water is a risk. You might choke. Um, you might get choked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, so it so almost everything is a risk. Yeah, uh, is a risk. Um, but what then? determines those that get to to do exceptional things mm -hmm. is dependent on those that taking that extra risk mm. now that extra risk comes in with some level of insanity yeah so the best you can do is then to see how you can manage uh you know uh the risk 
Yes, and uh, the appetite of and the, the risk. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. But ultimately, uh, risk is the key component if you are to succeed as an entrepreneur. Okay. So I was looking at this report. It's called the Global Entrepreneurship Monitoring Report. Yeah. yeah. And it revealed that Zambia is one of the most entrepreneurial countries in the world. Yeah. Mm. I, and I think it's a reference to what I mentioned earlier with over 40% of the Zambian population involved in business activities, mm. leaving countries such as South Africa and Namibia behind. But then there's this one question that I have, if this report be it true, majority of businesses in Zambia fail between six and 36 months. How are we thriving as an entrepreneurial country, but then at the same time failing? Yeah. Like, why, why do businesses fail in the wee periods of 6 to 36 months? Okay, well, um, running a business is a risk, we have to begin yeah, with. Yes. It's, starting one is a risk. Mm -hmm. No matter how well you research, yes. there is still that risk attached to it. But yes. you can try to mitigate this. Yeah. The key reasons why businesses tend to fail in the first um, um, uh, uh, 6 to 36 months mm -hmm. um, is sometimes in inaccurate research yes. where you know what you think is the case tends to be totally different from what the case is. Mm -hmm. So inaccurate research. So you find that a number of people that don't get to flourish Yes. It could be because they thought, okay, fine, if we enter this way, mm -hmm. the market is this way, mm -hmm. and things work out this way. Yes. When they get down on the ground, yeah. it is totally something different. That's true. And what tends to cause that sometimes is that um, the risk, the, 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 the research would, would have been inadequate. So there is serious need to make sure that before you embark on any journey mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, you do your research and make sure that all the pieces are together. So that's one. Then the other thing, among us, the many other reasons why entrepreneurs um, get to have it tough in the first um, six to uh, uh, two to three years mm -hmm. is that um, is the partnerships. You know, mm -hmm. uh, partnerships um, can be can be quite interesting. Yes. So you have two, three people come together. Let mm -hmm. us run this thing. Yes. Then, as you get right on it, mm -hmm. you find that once um, a discipline. Yeah. on money usage mm -hmm. is totally different from the other ones and they start having arguments and whatnot and they end up you know not pushing as they should have pushed mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes from that same partnership you could have a scenario where you know one is putting in 100 percent the other one yes. is not it's such simple things like i oh, know you see i'm working so hard but yeah. she's not or That's maybe true. he's not and uh, then as a result you say no i'll i'll not work as hard as yes. well so that yeah. you know those or I'm going to establish my own business. Or maybe I'll start mm. my own thing mm. so that, you know, what I push yeah. uh, uh, resonates with what I get. Yes. Yeah, so it, 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 it actually comes from that issue of not having well-aligned partnerships. Yes. And of course, other than that, you have issues of finances, you know, running out of money, mm -hmm. uh, uh, not having a proper uh, marketing plan on yeah. how you are going to reach out the market. So there are many reasons that are there. Yeah. But those that I would um, put at the top would be, you know, um, a research which is inadequate, yes. uh, failed partnerships, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the failure to raise funds to get you going. Hi, I'm Peter. I make money by investing in great opportunities. Now, come closer. I want to tell you a secret. 
Do you know that there are thousands of people applying for loans every month? Now I know you are asking if you could start giving out loans on your own using your hard-earned cash and make lots of profit. Wrong. You and I both know that that's not a smart move. Rather, you could invest through a peer-to-peer -peer lending platform like Premier Credit. And instead of doing it yourself, Premier Credit will lend your money out for you to people they know can pay you back with interest. Now that's smart investing. With peer-to-peer -peer lending from Premier Credit, you can invest for the future too, just like I do. Visit premiercredit.co.zm and start investing today. Investments start from as low as 500 kwacha. Terms and conditions apply. on the research part um, I, I have seen this uh, on a Zambian scale I don't know if it's happening on like an African and global scale is the copycat mentality so Dumisani is running a tech business I'm going to run a tech business I have zero idea of Dumisani's specialties and how far he's gotten to where he is but because we're so attracted to the results and you make it seem very seamless I feel I can do it uh, we've seen this with um, the neighbor runs a chicken business, so I'm going to run a chicken business. Yeah, yeah. But you have no idea the dynamics behind mm -hmm. running a chicken mm -hmm. business. Is, is, do you see that as a challenge with Africans, or let me say that Zambians, I don't, I don't know from an African scale, but from Zambians, the copycat mentality because you only see like the results when it comes to running businesses. All right, so there, there, there are four... Um, steps that I call the four radical steps. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first one is not the game, yes. where research lies, you know. Mm -hmm. Research as much as you can about a particular field that you want to get in. Yes. Just know as much as you can. Mm -hmm. uh, the number two yeah. is um, know your competition. Know Correct. your competitors. Yeah. Now, at this point, you need to know the challenges that they're facing, mm -hmm. everything about them, yes. where the issues are, yeah. what it is that you can improve on. Yes. Like, just know. Because sometimes just saying, no, those are making money is yes, not enough. No. Uh, every business has its own challenges mm -hmm. that you know nothing about. Every industry too. Every industry, mm -hmm. yes. So you need to delve in and know your competitors inside out. Yes. Then number three, differentiate yourself. Now here is where your question comes in to say, this copycat kind of, mm -hmm. kind of arrangement. Yes. There is nothing my take though. Yeah not so popular. Mm -hmm. There is nothing wrong with copying a business idea. Okay. And I strongly believe if you love a business idea, mm -hmm. uh, you love a particular, you know, um, business and whatnot, yes. uh, wow. Go right on it, mm -hmm. copy it. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. But there is everything wrong if you implement it the same way you copied it. Oh. Yeah. yeah because that's then you're the not issues. doing anything better or different. That's yeah. the thing. Mm -hmm. So you can copy an idea and see how you can improve yourself, um, uh, improve on it, how you can differentiate yourself and reposition yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it very well, you will realize that there are very few original um, business ideas. Mm -hmm. Very few original business ideas. Well, as an example, um, Facebook, as yes. an example, it is not the first social media platform. Mm -hmm. It was an improved version, you yes. know, better interaction yeah. and whatnot, yeah. but it was not the first, first, first mm -hmm. one. Amazon. It was not the first e-commerce site. Yes. There were those that came in earlier, but you know, it got to be improved on. Yeah. Same with Alibaba and whatnot. Mm -hmm. They are not the first ones. Yes. Uh, it was a copied idea, but improved with, on with and made impact, better. Yeah. Same with private schools. We mm -hmm. have a number of private schools that are flourishing, doing so well. Yes. 
But, you know, those ones that came in later on were improved versions of the yes. ones that were there earlier. Mm -hmm. So there is nothing wrong with copying a business idea. Yeah. You have a podcast, you know, interesting stuff you're doing. Yes. But you look at the class, you know. <laughs> so it may not be the first podcast, yeah. but it is an improved version. Mm -hmm. And that is why people are following, yeah. not loving what you're doing. Yeah. And that is why I'm here. Yes. Why? Because it is an improved version of a podcast. Yeah. Well, you can just imagine how many podcasts I get invited to. Yes. But because they are not so improved. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll leave it there before we we'll leave it trouble. there. Yeah, that's the thing. So yeah. what, what I'm basically putting across is that you can copy yes. an idea, mm -hmm. but improve on it, differentiate yourself. Then mm. the fourth one is implement. So know the game. Yes. Know your competitors. Yes. Uh, differentiate yourself mm -hmm. and implement because sometimes you can pass through all these three stages yeah. uh, but still fail to implement. To actually implement. To actually act. So what am I saying? Mm -hmm. You can copy mm -hmm. but differentiate yourself. Just do it better. Whilst you're at it, like we want impact. We, we want like some serial impact. And that's yeah. the thing. Like we've seen this before and I, I feel this is where now even preferences when it comes to clients, yeah? We have a number of places where you can get furniture from. For instance, yeah. now let's go into the banking sector. Yeah. We, the banks offer the same products, mm -hmm. same products. Yeah. Open a savings account, there's an investment account, yeah. there are A, B, C, D mm -hmm. and credit. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. same things. Yeah. But I'm going to go to each one of them based on my preference. I will go to APSA, I'll go to Zanaco, I'll go to Finance Bank based on my preferences. And that's what then makes each one of them stand out. Which, which then, yeah. True. Actually, maybe that one is even a better example. Yeah. I talk of filling stations. You pay for the same <laughs> amount of same petrol. Thing. Same, yes, same. Yes, same. Yeah. And, and it is regulated. Same, service, same. Yeah. But why do you go to Total, Total and yeah. not Engine? Or why do you go to Engine? And not Puma. And mm -hmm. why do you, why? So there, um, uh, there must be something extra that you get from, from that particular yeah. one. So it is how different it is. Yeah. So it could be the looks, it could be the mm -hmm. customer service, it could be. So there must be something that differentiates you from others. Uh, so someone, yeah. someone told me like when I when I was starting, um, the firm saying you need to get to a point where you sit in people's subconscious. I think that is like the most powerful thing that I've ever heard. Like, you need to get to a point where you sit in people's subconscious. Like, how am I sitting in someone's subconscious? Like, the person is not going to come to you and buy on day one. But if your impact is big enough, half the time, some even people that can't afford your services or are not interested in your services at yeah. the moment will know of you. And then you would have known that you would have caused impact. And for me, I think that's one of the best advices that I've gotten following through what you just mentioned. Yeah, true, true, mm. true, true, yeah. true. You need to make an impact, not just to your customers or yes, potential customers, yes, yeah. if you can just hit Even the spectators. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, as an example, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't watch soccer. Yes. But when the World Cup is taking place, I'll know <laughs> that, okay, today it's soccer final. lovers, you we'll so make sure that you know. So, oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. no. Whether it is it is just a decision yes. whether you want to or not but you will know you will know and it will burn your face yes that's the thing everywhere so that's an issue of impact everywhere. so it will be at the subconscious yes. and you know now it is semi-finals yes. whether you support or not whether you watch or not that is up to you even if you're in your own house you you already know that it's today's that's final the yeah. that's the thing shame yeah? yeah so part of the uh, we've seen this as a reason valid reason excuse if you may yeah. put it that way 
and that's lack of access to finance. This conversation has been going on for as long as entrepreneurship came on, on, on the scene. Every business needs startup capital, they need funds to expand their businesses. Do you feel Zambian entrepreneurs um, receive the much needed financial support from financial institutions? Let's, let's put it that way. Okay, um, wow, that's, um, that's a very interesting question. Yes. I, 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 I shouldn't care that I hear that all the time. Yes. There's lack of, um, you know, financial uh, support. Financial support. Mm -hmm. Banks are not helping. Mm -hmm. Microfins are not helping, yes. and whatnot. You know, you have an idea, and whatnot. I think for a moment, yeah. As I as I come to that, let me hit it from the other angle. Yes. I've come to understand financial institutions. Mm -hmm. uh, we are, are we we have a challenge which is bigger than just the banks. Um, we have a challenge which is bigger than uh, the failure by these ins institutions to give, you know, uh, our financial help. Yes. Let me give a very interesting example. Um, our national registration cards yes. are not digitized. Mm. Yeah. I know that, that sounds remote, but let me break it down for you. Yes. They are, they are not digitized. So what this entails is that I can go get my NROC mm -hmm. with these details. Yes. I can go again and get another one and another one and another one. So I can have 10 NROCs. Yes. Now, what that entails is that I have 10 different identities. Mm. So to track you down, it becomes very difficult. Mm. So if you get um, um, uh, a loan yes. from the bank mm -hmm. using your national identity, Yes. If you decide not to pay, mm -hmm. it is very possible for repercussions not to hit you because you can still use a different identity mm -hmm. to, you know, do other things or maybe open it. So you, you can stand as a different being. And I understand where the challenge really is. Mm -hmm. Our identity is not digitized and that um, causes a huge challenge. Yes. Certain countries that have managed to digitize identity, mm. you see, you could have issues with water bills. Yes. And this is connected to your driver's license. Yes. This is connected to your national identity. Mm -hmm. This is connected to your bank. Yes. Like it is connected. The credit score bureau actually has all the information. Yes. Everything mm. is connected. Now, if we were to find ourselves in that kind of space, mm. Giving you money yes. makes it a lot more easier because we can easily trace you using your fingertips and yeah. whatnot. But our identity mm. is quite difficult to track you that way. Mm. So as a result, for the financial institutions to protect themselves, they then have to be you know, very strict. Yes. So we need to truly know that indeed you are you. Mm. You are the one getting the money and yes. you'll be able to. So there must be a proper way of, you know, collateral, you yes. know, knowing who you are mm. and whatnot. It is unlike certain, you know, certain countries that have managed to digitize their, their identity. So yes. you can just walk in and get a phone immediately online. Uh, mm -hmm. You can go to, uh, get in a store and get, you know, uh, you know things um on credit yes. quite easily yeah. which, which is not the case here because our identity is not digitized so mm. that is one aspect and we need to understand that so when i so when you hear banks say no no collateral this and that mm. it is because our identity is not uh, you we we are not traceable 
Oh. We are not traceable. I'm hearing this for the first time, so yes, I'm intrigued, yes. Yeah, we are not traceable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are not mm. traceable. And it is quite difficult for them. Mm. It is quite difficult for them because these things, your fingerprints are not digitized. Yes. It, you can be many different leopards, yeah. you know, with Maybe you could even have the same name, but different analysis or even different names altogether. That's true. Yes. But if it was digitized, it would make it easier for you because you can't... You can't have run away per se. That's the thing. Yeah. So then they would lock you down. Uh, this, this does make a lot of sense. I think this is like one of the biggest light bulb moments I've ever had. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because I, I see it in countries like South Africa, for instance, yeah. where you can get almost anything on credit. Even just, I, I saw, and I remember I was laughing to myself, there was an advert about, it's winter, mm -hmm. so now they're advertising duvets mm -hmm. and blankets mm -hmm. and saying, you can actually get this quality of a blanket mm -hmm. and pay for it over a course of 24 months and you can actually just do the transaction online. So it's credit for 24 months and it, they'll have it delivered to you. So they do have a system where they know if they can give, it, give you something as trivial as a blanket yeah. on credit, then they probably should trust you enough to send it to your house even before you're feeling and it's like zero documentation all you have to do is sign in on the app and do ABCD. I'm just like, okay, it makes sense now. If we could get there, yeah. uh, then would be saved to access, you know, funds quite easily. Yes. So that is one end. Then on the other end, so that is on the financial side. Yes. Then on the other end, I shouldn't get that um, an average Zambian mm -hmm. is not honest Ooh, yeah talk to us an average zambian talk to us is not honest okay um i'm not saying crooks i mean there are certain countries <laughs> where you have no, an average person is I, a crook i need you to defend why we are not honest now i'm on the zambian side so yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah cool. the reason why it is difficult to get funds mm -hmm. it is because an average zambian is not honest now let me explain it this way have you noticed that some of people who could be so close to you yes they don't care so much about their, um, uh, what is called um, um, reputational collateral. So, mm -hmm. you know, yes. one who would then come in and say, help me with a hundred kwacha. Mm -hmm. I'll give you back tomorrow. Yes. For whatever reasons, they tend to forget to do that. <laughs> they tend to forget to pay back. Of course, it may not be much, yes. but they tend to forget. What do you mean you've forgotten to pay me back? That's the question. <laughs> it is deliberate, actually. Yeah. I would like to think so because yeah. we don't care so much about our our reputation. Yeah. We don't uh, we don't take we we don't respect ourselves so much to stay honest, and that is why our political leaders can lie anyhow yeah. and do not be held accountable. Have you realized that political leaders from countries um, where you know being honest is held in high esteem? When they lie and things are on the table, they resign. Mm. Now, a Zambian wouldn't do that. Mm. A, very, a, a very interesting example. Did you notice that mobile companies had gotten to a point where they wanted to give Zambians money on credit, you yes, know, using this lot, mobile, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, this mobile money thing. Yes. So you can easily, you know, get money quite easily, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they'll give you those little, little Amounts, loans. Yes. yes. Did you notice that at some point, after a number of them had gotten, you know, those little loans, <laughs> yes. that they would say, no, 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 
uh, send me money, but son, don't send on this line. <laughs> send on this. Why? Because I think they, I've noticed that. You noticed I've heard that? that before, yeah. Yes, because what would then happen if you send money on that line? They'll that deduct. Has a little, they'll deduct. <laughs> So I'm saying, no, don't send on this, send on this other one. Shame, Why? shame on us. we are not just honest yeah. on those little things. So if we realized how important it is for us to be, to be honest, yeah. uh, there is so much more that we can achieve. Now, this mm. calls for a cultural change. So to call for yourself and myself to stand and say, no, let us be people who are upright. Let us yeah. be people who keep our ways. Let us say, if you say, I'll come in at 15.30, you'll come in at 15.30. Like, people who who held in, uh, who hold integrity um, at the highest you know, yes, level. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, I introduced you as CEO of DLN Institute. Yeah? Yeah. We, we, we know you as a radical entrepreneur, but you do have a full-time job as a CEO of an entrepreneurial institute or university. We are slowly seeing Zambian entrepreneurs become a bit more sensitive to innovation and changing markets and also they're eager to insert themselves into new markets. We've also seen the introduction of a new ministry called the Ministry of uh, Small and Medium Enterprise mm -hmm. and then there's you as DON Institute. What works are we expecting from DON and such ministries or such organizations to extend the entrepreneurial services to each and every Zambian? You can speak for yourself, maybe if you haven't had this chat with, with, with a minister yet. Okay, great. Um, I think one, one side that I believe should be aggressively pursued is the, is the, is the side of... Um, of mindset change. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is this notion, of course, um, uh, emanating from your previous question, where you said, mm -hmm. you know, lack of finances, yeah. you know, lack of, you know, money and whatnot. Yeah. Well, it is important, but um, what we need to spend a bit more time on mm -hmm. is to let Zambians get to have um, uh, um, um, this drive. Yes. Uh, of enterprising, mm -hmm. uh, they need to uh, know as much as they can yes. in the sphere of business. Mm -hmm. Now, let me put it across this way. Last week, um, I was visiting the village, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm just trying to qualify why knowledge is extremely important and why we need to push this more mm -hmm. than even the finances. Yes. So last week, I was visiting the village, um, and every time I visit the village, I would go with with my pickup yes uh, but this time around i decided to go with um uh, with my with my suv you know the range rover yeah uh, so got that side and um, you know, people people liked it you know <laughs> yeah so, ah, no, nice car and whatnot and yes. whatnot so I, I i had a moment to also just show uh, one or two things you know you press this button <laughs> it, you know it reduces you know it gets yes, low yes. and you press this other one it, yes. uh, it can be elevated yes. and you press this one so then i elevated it to the max Ooh, so okay. now in my thinking was no if you're in that kind of a place you know you uh, you need to elevate it to the max so yes. i elevated it elevated it to the max and wait just on on, on that point so i traveled was last week yeah? yeah so i traveled last week do you know that i only learned that it's only in zambia that a hilux and a fortuna and a range rover are cars that are used in the urban areas they're actually off-road oh, i yeah. didn't know that oh you didn't no i didn't know that a fortuna and a range rover are, are actually made 
for off-roads, like, yeah, and they, not for the boardroom. They are, they are. No, it is actually out of yeah. poverty that you see them. Like, I know this is, I uh, know this one, I can't. There, I know, there was right? An, uh, there was an interesting uproar. At one time, I had it in the field, yes. uh, you know, at the farms, and they're saying, I ah, think but, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, who takes the Range Rover? <laughs> I was like, come on. It's meant for an... this. It's meant for the terrain. Yeah, that's the thing. But okay. then, mm -hmm. I yeah. elevated it to the max. Yes. So after elevating it to the max, um, unfortunately, at that point, I'd loaded more people. Yes. I had overloaded, actually. Yes. So I'm moving in the gravel road yes. at a high speed, and yes. the road was a bit bad and whatnot. Uh -huh. But the challenge that was there was the car was really elevated. And I thought that was the correct thing to do. Yes. And guess what? the airbags burst, you know, from behind. Wow. So one started off and before long, the other one did burst. Um, and, of, and of course, it comes at a huge price to course, replace, yeah. you know, over 100,000 just to replace the thing. Okay. But here's the thing. Mm. At the point of replacing now, mm. we are having a conversation, but how would airbags burst? Yes. Then this person explains to say, no, no, you made a mistake. So the mm. mistake you made was, you elevated the vehicle too high. Yes. Now, by elevating, you elevate with air. So, meaning there is a lot of air which is there. Ooh. One. Then two, you had overloaded. Then you are moving, you know, in a road which is not straight. Yes. Now, I did not think about it. Mm -hmm. Now, you look at the cost that I now have to incur, which mm -hmm. is in hundreds, yes. uh, just to replace that. Had mm -hmm. I known or had mm -hmm. someone told me that I would have avoided that, True. but I didn't know. Yes. So, in a similar way, we have a number of entrepreneurs who do not know what to do. Yes. So if we made the information available, mm -hmm. there is so much more that you are going to avoid. Yeah. So many losses that you are going to avoid. That's so true. giving out money is not the only solution. Mm -hmm. Actually, it is not the solution, according to me. But I know that people would actually stone me for this. Mm. And I stand on this. Yes. Giving out money is not the solution. Yeah. If an entrepreneur is cooked mm. and they know what they are doing, Fans will be found. I always say, okay, I won't say this out loud, but entrepreneurship is for people that are mentally ready. Like you need to be more mentally prepared than financially prepared. And I feel once you get that to that point where you understand that it's more mental than it is a financial benefit, yeah. then you are ready. Because exactly. it's strenuous, it's strenuous in, in relation to management of your business. You have to manage the the market landscape, you have yeah. to manage your competitors, you have yeah. to manage if you uh, personally I'm in a business where we have regulators, so you have to manage different stakeholders. So I've learned it the hard way. So if you know what's good for you, I feel you need to take exactly what Dumisani has yeah. mentioned and build some mental fortitude of some sort. Yeah, yeah. True, true. Mm -hmm. And also just to maybe add add there, you see, you have a number of external factors to manage. Yes. A number of external factors to manage. Yes. Uh, when you are employed, it is just yourself yes. and how you and and how you behave as an employee. Yes. You know, do you report on time, do you work hard, do you put in your best and whatnot. But once you've started your enterprise, you have em employees to manage <laughs> who will give you interesting headaches. <laughs> You'll be so shocked. <laughs> you get in there. Uh, yeah, it is quite interesting. It's quite, have, it's quite the journey. You have to manage people. You know, so, people management is one yes. of the toughest things, actually, because yeah. you are managing a whole human being. Mm. They have their own dreams, their own aspirations, and you yeah. want them to align to your dreams. That's true. And 
it is crazy. Yeah, and yeah. also even just the interpretation of your vision. You need to understand that you are the vision carrier. Yeah. So you're constant uh, inter in interpreting it to different people to say, look, this is how I want things done. Yeah. You can't blame another person for not having the ability to interpret your vision the way you interpret it because they are not you. Yeah. And also there's B2B, business to business interactions where yeah. you have to manage different stakeholders for your businesses to thrive. Yeah. That and plenty more. Yeah. And the 24 hours, that always feels like you need like an extra 24 hours because it doesn't it doesn't add up. Yeah. But Dumisani, you are the person for the conversation and I like to believe you've broken down this conversation piece by piece. And all we can say is thank you for coming on my Wolf podcast. We no, can't thank, thank you. you enough. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. It is such a pleasure being here. Yes. And please continue doing the great works that you're doing. Thank I'm proud you. of your works. And thank yeah, you. let the journey continue. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. So that is Dumi signing Moving. I got it right. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, finally. Dumi signing Huwe who is a renowned global speaker and more importantly, CEO of DLN Institute, one of the most radical, the only radical entrepreneur that we have and one of the champions that we have when it comes to pushing the uh, entrepreneurial landscape right here in Zambia. So this is my work podcast. We've been talking all things entrepreneurship and how you can get started on your entrepreneurial journey. You can find this podcast on all podcast platforms and more importantly, you can find us on YouTube because now we have visuals and also on our um, on our Facebook page, which is My Wolf Podcast. And also you can follow Premier Credit who uh, sponsors this particular uh, podcast. So thank you so much. And while you're at it, make sure that you follow Dumisani on all his platforms and also follow the revolution that he has started. Until next time, my name is Yapandewe and this is my work podcast.